It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Sometimes in Washington, D.C., uh, maybe a revelation of justice delayed uh, is a form of uh, justice finally found, but it's not over yet. An ex-FBI official involved in the Trump-Russia probe now indicted for working on behalf of a sanctioned Russian oligarch. Charles McGonagall, a former FBI official, uh, now being indicted along with Sergei Shestakov uh, for violating sanctions imposed by the United States, our country, on Oleg Deripaska, a Russian oligarch. Now, McGonagall is not some low-level guy, but there is much more to the story, and for that, there is, well, one person to go to, and that is uh, Michael Cutler, who, among many other things, is certainly always here on immigration issues. But, Michael, this is deeper than being told in the headline. It absolutely is. And, by the way, there's a very serious immigration angle to this case also. Um by the way, this is such a th- thank you, by the way, for having me, David. It's always terrific joining you, and you do such an amazing job. But, but I have to tell you, you look at this guy, Shestikov was a translator. We've had a lot of problems with translators. In fact, just a couple of, uh, about two months ago, I wrote an article about a former DOD contract translator uh, working with our soldiers in Afghanistan, our officials there, and he was tied to ISIS, allegedly. This guy was a Russian diplomat. Um, he retires from the uh, Russian ministry, right, as a diplomat and translator, and suddenly finds himself working as a translator for U.S. prosecutors in the U.S. court system. Well, he was probably here on a diplomatic visa, which meant that he had to then get a green card. Somebody, I hope, looks into ha- whether or not this guy committed fraud and lied on his application for a green card to position himself the way that he did using the contacts that he acquired as a diplomat to reach out to people like uh, McGonagall. Now, McGonagall was the sack for uh, intelligence, uh, counterintelligence at the FBI's New York field office. So this is the guy, McGonagall, who had the authority to initiate investigations, close investigations, assign agents to investigations, and decide what resources, money, and others could be used in conjunction with investigations into counterespionage activities and also to protect national intelligence, and we're dealing here with the Russians, an adversary of the United States. You know, the the old joke used to be, if the spies want to be effective, all they've got to do is get somebody in the file room. Here they got the guy in charge of counter-espionage for the New York field office, which is a huge operation because of the United Nations being here in New York City. And he is the guy who became corrupted. So the very first question is, was this a one-off? Has he been doing this previously and just didn't get caught? You know, lots of people get caught speeding and they complain and they say, oh, gee, that cop pulled me over. And I generally look at them and I say, is this the first time you were speeding? And everybody laughs and they get the point. So now the FBI, if they do due diligence, but God only knows because they've gone off the rails, uh, they need to look at every single case that McConnell touched. That is a daunting task, but it is vital because this may have happened previously. And then you look at this translator, Sergey, 
who introduces him to an agent working for this uh, ol- uh, this um, oligarch, Darius Pasca, and this guy, the, the agent for Darius Pasca, approaches um, not only Shostakov, who then approaches Charles McGonagall, and says, my daughter would love to work for the NYPD, especially in the area of counterterrorism and counterintelligence. Apparently grooming his daughter to be a spy and, and get her in, in, you know, embedded in the New York City Police Department. If you look at the cascading dominoes and how this implicates everybody and every agency, uh, you know, from top to bottom, not just the FBI, but maybe they were looking to do some dirty work at the NYPD. After 9-11, the NYPD established detectives around the world uh, to act in concert with the CIA to make sure we don't get hit again. So you have this Russian saying, introduce my daughter to the New York City Police Department. And apparently McConnell did that. Allegedly, he notified the FBI initially, but he was still the sack when he took, allegedly, lots of money from Shostakov um, through aliases. This is an outrageous story, and it calls into question what I've come to call a climate of corruption we're experiencing in federal law enforcement. Uh, I mean, think about uh, my favorite pen cushion, Alejandro Mayorkas, who blatantly lies to Congress, sits there and says, the border is secure, right? You look at the newsreel footage, thousands of people swarming across the border, the border is secure with no consequences. If there are no consequences for breaking the law and you're immoral or otherwise compromised, the sky is the limit. Think about the connections that this guy, McConnell, had throughout the government, throughout the intelligence services, throughout law enforcement. He was with the Bureau for something like 20 years. This is a prize catch by the bad guys. And I'm glad that he was caught, again, presuming the allegations are true. But understand it's more than this one case. And I know everyone's going to be focusing on his connection to Trump, and they should. It's a big story, obviously. But also understand that uh, McGonagall was able to work with Shostakov to do what? to target a rival for Deripaska, who allegedly provided lots of money to both Shostakov and to McGonagall. So he used his authority as a SAC, special agent in charge of counterintelligence, to open an investigation into a rival of of this oligarch. Well, you know, and that points to the... <clears throat> Excuse me, the institutional corruption, Michael. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to the Trump angle because it's not about Trump solely. But let let's bring everybody into focus. No, on no, this. I just I just I just you, had to make that point because I wanted everyone to understand it's not a, a narrow focus issue. This is huge, a, a huge threat to America's national security. No, and, and you're absolutely right. Important. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right on that. And I had this, I had some, not this conversation, but a conversation with Rudy last night about this. Uh, you know, but, but let's look at McGonagall. Okay, you're right. Former, obviously, former high level SAC. Uh, and of course, he was one of the first people to find out about the conversation between a senior Trump campaign advisor and a foreign diplomat over Hillary Clinton's emails. That's one. So he's got ties that go through this. You're right. He's got lots of connections. There's an institutional problem here. But now you've got somebody 
working with uh, a Russian oligarch, and by the way, was reportedly a client of Paul Manafort, and we saw how Manafort operated. He was somebody that should never have been trusted with anything. But you see the ties together, and you see real Russian influence, but not on behalf of Trump, like the FBI officials and DNI uh, crowd, uh, the, the, the intelligence officials, and Hillary Clinton and everyone else tried to claim, but actually likely working against Trump. So th- this really ties together that somebody in one position with many tentacles, as McGonagall had, could help push narratives. I mean, the FBI, we now know, was paying informants for bad information when they knew it wasn't even true, and so much more. So this is this corruption, this almost too easy corruption, it can be used in many ways, including against the President of the United States. That's right. And this brings me back to Sergei Shastikov, the translator, who in his prior life was a Russian diplomat who supposedly retired. Maybe he didn't retire, okay? And maybe the Russians said, let's screw up the American government. You know, I I took some political science classes back at Brooklyn College. I ultimately got my degree in communications, arts, and sciences. I call it my BA and BS, but but communications is very important. But I remember one professor saying that when a government loses legitimacy in the eyes of its citizenry, revolution almost inevitably follows. Tamper with the election. Yet the American people convinced that everything is rigged, the government loses legitimacy. And you have a former diplomat translator working for the Russian government being hired by the U.S. government right after he retires. Um, I mean, absolutely remarkable. I'd love to know what kind of background investigation was conducted before they allowed this translator to do work for the U.S. courts and federal agencies. Perhaps he retired officially, and the Russians said to him, see if you can't get yourself into a position where you can poison the well for America. How better than to be a translator who has access to the agents, to defendants, to informants? A translator position is pivotal. I work with many translators as an immigration agent, as you might imagine, because we dealt with people from all over the world. It's not just Latin America. This narrow focus on the Mexican border is crazy. I feel like we're being set up for comprehensive reform once again. Think of all the politicians, both parties. Once we secure the Mexican border, then we can legalize everybody. Are you crazy? But I I dealt with people from all over the world. And the translators were my eyes, ears, and mouth for both me and the person I was interviewing. So we have this former Russian diplomat with access to the courts, federal agencies, etc. How stupid are we? How thorough was that background investigation? Isn't that a reasonable question? It's more than a reasonable question. You know, and there are so many questions reading through this 21-page indictment. uh, About halfway through, they go into an explanation, and I'm going to post this on my social media so you can read it for yourself, about a New Jersey corporation, McGonagall, and the fact that a friend, the friend as identified in the indictment, provided McGonagall with a corporate email account and a cell phone under a false name which McGonagall at times used, which means they have electronic records of this to 
make that statement in an indictment or you wouldn't make that statement. And this was in order to conceal McGonagall's work for the, again, quote, New Jersey Corporation while still employed by the FBI. It blows my mind. You know, I got a police medal from the government of Japan for the work I did with that government when I was up at DEA Intelligence, helping with a joint investigation into narcotic smuggling into Japan. Before I could take the police medal home, my bosses had to make the determination that the materials that it was made out of were not worth more than 30 or $35. The amount of money that McGonagall allegedly received was huge. And again, I come back to the question, had he done it before? Because once he took that cell phone and started using it, he tied a noose around his own neck because now they had something to blackmail him with and hold over his head. Has he done something like this previously? I am telling you, they need to dig into what he did. Was he corrupted previously? Did he corrupt other FBI officials? This is one of the worst nightmares in FBI history. There's a film out now worth watching on cable called, I believe, Breach, about how a guy inside the FBI became dirty. What McGonagall had access to, information and people, is the stuff of a nightmare for America's national security. And you got to wonder, are there more out there? And how thoroughly will Christopher Wray truly delve into this, uh, as he might be more concerned with covering his tracks than with fixing the FBI. You know, after 9-11, they said that the only turf we need to protect is the turf we're standing on, and that was what Tom Ridge, the first Secretary of Homeland Security, had to say. Are we really protecting the turf we're standing on with open borders, rampant immigration fraud, um, former diplomats from Russia working as translators for the U.S. court system and federal agencies? How in the world are we protecting the turf upon which we're standing today? And who's in charge of that protection? Yeah. I hope yeah. who, I'll who be watching this watchers? one as well. Who watches the watchers? But, but I hope everybody after the show will check out the article that I wrote for front page, former DOD contract translator arrested for alleged ties to ISIS. And by the way, the Justice Department never issued a press release. That story was reported in local newspapers and in, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the other um, magazine, but the, the, and they charged him with lying on his material for his security clearance, not with providing material support to a terrorist organization. It is absolutely astonishing. And now, by the way, the FBI has requested, and I believe they're receiving, something like $15 million in emergency funding because we have no idea who we admitted into this country from Afghanistan when Afghanistan fell chaotically. But now the FBI is scurrying to try to figure out who we let in and one of the translators they were depending upon now appears to have ties to ISIS. I mean, how do we dig out of this humongous hole that the political elite, the globalists, and frankly, the enemies of America have created for us? That is the 64, I don't know, maybe I'll use trillion dollar question. Uh, no, Pretty much. No joke in there. Uh, look, this is yeah, just to not step away from this but in a sense michael when you look at the institutions do you think we're at a point where so much more is going to be revealed you know we we we, we've had problems in washington dc but i wonder if even the the lack of real protection for whistleblowers sometimes the lack of proper investigation and follow-through uh, can no longer stop the release of information. Are, are we at a point, a tipping point, where we're going to see more, of, more and more of this become public? 
I, I hope we find out. I hope there's nothing there, but I'm sure there is. Look, I was removed as an agent the morning after I testified before the Immigration Reform Caucus in November of 2001. Think about that. Ostensibly, it was because I injured my leg making arrests with the FBI and the New York City Police Department. But uh, telling me, well, you know, instead of saying you can come in and you don't have to chase people, there's so many things I could have done with my background and so forth. No, we want you out. And by the way, the package came by overnight courier, and it was dated one hour or so, an hour and a half after the hearing concluded. I, I mean, is that the way we protect ourselves? This was a month after 9-11. You would have thought everyone was concerned. How do we protect America? How do we avoid the next attack? And we've had a series of attacks afterwards. Immigration fraud was identified as the key method of entry and embedding for the terrorists. In fact, the first time I testified before Congress over the objections of Doris Meisner, our commissioner at the time, was May 20th, 1997, four and a half years before 9-11 on the issue of immigration fraud because of the 93 attack at the World Trade Center, that bombing, and a month earlier, the shooting at the CIA by a Pakistani by the name of Kansi. So we all know immigration fraud's a big deal, and you actually have Mayorkas, the head of Homeland Security, going out there and making a statement that when aliens lie on applications to citizenship, he will take no action. They are Americans and deserve the full protection of the U.S. government. Well, wait a minute. If you lied in order to get citizenship on material facts, that's ill-gotten. You should not be a citizen. Under the law, you're committing a felony that calls for over 10 or 15 years in jail. You know, the nonsense, oh, immigration laws are just administrative laws. These are the lies being told by people on both parties. And, and what I really worry about is you, the, the Republicans never wanted the border wall to protect us. Okay, why? The border wall is not designed to keep people out of the country. Think about that, folks. All it's designed to do is make certain that everyone gets vetted to, to keep the drugs and, and weapons and terrorists and criminals from entering the United States. The border wall is not supposed to block off ports of entry. When you, when you go to a football stadium or a baseball park, you go through a gate. Why is it too much to expect people coming to America go through the gate, which is what the port of entry is? So you have both political parties being bribed to the hilt by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the American Immigration Lawyers Association, $4 billion allocated in this omnibus bill that's a disaster to address the border crisis. Well, that sounds good. No, it doesn't, because it's in writing they may not use a penny of the $4 billion to secure the border. It must be used to care for the migrants. Why are we calling them migrants? Migrants, you, you have American migrant workers who are U.S. citizens. I've come to call the aliens flooding America. I've given them a new name, David. Let's try it out. I call them clients. They are clients <laughs> of the immigration law firms, and they're clients of the NGOs. And there was a case that I wrote about for Front Page Magazine about how they gave DHS gave a contract for over $100 million to an NGO that never did work taking care of immigration people. And, and they say, well, how in the world did they get the contract? And by the way, they were given $17 million, according to Judicial Watch and the Inspector General, for beds that were never used. And you say, this is crazy. How could they mislead, misplace $17 million in a no-bid contract? Well, it turns out that someone who had worked for Biden and the transition team for DHS with the Biden administration, went to work for that NGO, and within a month or so, as the leader of that operation, he got that, that $100 million-plus no-competitive-bid contract. This revolving door between Washington, K Street, the so-called nonprofits, which is a joke that we call them nonprofits, is destroying us. 
You know, if you want free energy in America, folks, with zero pollution, all you have to do is attach generators to the rotors of those revolving doors, and we will have surplus energy. Michael Cutler, a former INS agent, former senior special agent of the former INS. Uh, these stories all tie together, Michael. You're right. It's, yeah. It involves elements of immigration, corruption, I, I, I have to make one so quick much point more. before I, I leave. Sure. I, I had a desk at the FBI for 10 years. Part of my job, I was part of the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. I was in that position for 10 years. There's some very good men and women at the FBI. But there's a wonderful Yiddish expression that says that when the fish goes bad, it smells from the head. We, start, we need to start looking at the head, and we need whichever president comes in, hopefully it'll be a rational president, hopefully not a lunatic, uh, will clean house at these agencies and reach down as far as they have to reach to get rid of the stench, get rid of the corruption, get rid of the institutional, um, it's worse than comp- incompetence, it's malfeasance. Yeah, dangerous and dangerous for all of, of us. That doesn't go far enough. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, it's not just a head. It's time to, well, maybe to no. expand, chop up the yep. whole fish. There we go. There. Yep. <laughs> Find the good parts somewhere in there. All right, my friend, okay. always good to have you. Thanks. It's always a privilege. Thank you, David. Be well. All right, Michael Cutler. Uh, you can check him out at Front Page Mag. Uh, and I did uh, uh, mention it on the break. You'll uh, get his new article on another contractor, DOD contractor, with ties to ISIS. Who's vetting these people? You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.